Welcome back. Opening day is upon us. And once again, they've hit us with this Battle of L.A. Like we want to see a repeat of what transpired in the final of last season that just ended a month and a half, maybe two ago, with the Los Angeles Lakers securing their 17th championship. LeBron James adding his four to his resume, AD with his first, as well as Dwight Howard, and Rondo with his second. But Rondo and Dwight are no longer on the Los Angeles Lakers as they have gotten younger in this offseason. Dwight now a 76er, along with Green, who also is a 76er. And you have Rondo not settling to go across and exchange locker rooms as Montrez did for the Lakers as he left the Clippers. But Rondo has gone to the Atlanta Hawks and secured not only his bag, but an opportunity to improve an upcoming superstar defensively and putting him in positions to succeed. So kudos for Rondo for that, and I feel as if his personality would not mesh well with those in that locker room of L.A., hence the reason why they lost their sixth man to the Los Angeles Lakers, who turned down his bag money from the Charlotte Hornets. He opted to say no and wanted to go for a banner instead of that cash in front of him. And the Lakers got Paul Gasol's younger brother, Mark. He signed with Barcelona and then opted not to even think about Toronto and went straight to Los Angeles. They went after Matthews from the Milwaukee Bucks. As I said, the six-man Montrez. And they picked up Schroeder from the OK City Thunder. And Batoon from the Charlotte Hornets and Serge Ibaka went to the Clippers. But they still have not addressed that point guard position, allowing for Paul George and Kawhi Leonard to be who they were meant to be, attacking on the perimeter and not setting the offense up, but letting the offense be set up around them and having that point guard do that. Maybe a full term with Reggie Jackson gives them that aspect of life and maybe gives them that way of the new window into a better season than that 3-1 tripper collapse against the comeback kids of the bubble, those Denver Nuggets who... I look at seeing as the third best team in this NBA season upcoming if they can stay healthy and play as well as they played from the get-go of the bubble itself. Things will change in Denver, but only for the better. The Los Angeles Clippers and all the talk afterwards, Paul George secured his five-year deal with the Los Angeles Clippers, allowing him to secure his next five seasons in their new home as well as the fact that Kawhi only has two years left on his deal going forward. So if things do not mesh well 
in that regard for the Trippers, if the surge acquisition, the Batoon, if they cannot find a key successful point guard to run their offense and have better IQ, as put by Paul George, Doc was using me like I was J.J. Reddick. Pin down screens and all. And I find it fascinating that a man who has the ability to go to the rim at all costs was standing outside the ocean from the deep rough rock before the soft sand trying to hit threes off the side of the backboard instead of walking his way through the sand, breaking people down, a.k.a. driving to the rim and facilitate, facilitating, I should say, and finding those players and putting them in key spots to score. Defensively, he could have made stops. He could have did something else that wasn't meshing well. But blaming who you blame for what you have lost and what you haven't done just means that you yourself are not taking onus for what you didn't do in that time. So, if he is a more improved J.J. Reddick this year, we will see, Paul George. We will definitely see if that is the case. If he does not settle for where he was throughout the course of that series with the Denver Nuggets and does not disappear on the other previous series, the previous year against Dame Tom Lillard when he was with OKC and they were out in that round as well too. And yes, he did not do what he was supposed to do and perform the way he was supposed to be. Playoff peace. Playoff P was no longer, well, that name should not be used until he actually is a successful individual in the playoffs and they put on a run and a show to excel them to the next point in his career. And that would be an NBA Finals appearance. And that might be difficult with what they don't have in their locker room and what they lost and what the Lakers have picked up. Yes, they've gotten younger. They've gotten more space on the floor. The Saul itself can stretch that entire paint away from every big man that has to play outside, allowing that interior presence to no longer be there due to the fact that he can shoot from outside, he can pass the ball, and he's also a defensive player of the year as well. So losing Dwight Howard for the Los Angeles Lakers may have been an issue, may have been a factor. But at the end of the day, they did not lose as much as the Clippers lost. And they've gained more, extremely more than the Trippers did in this offseason. It's going to be a difficult, difficult experience. Lou Williams, sorry, Lou Williams, yes, is looking or they're looking, the Los Angeles Trippers, to trade him as well, too. So they have not settled in to their own locker room and address their situation because they're still looking to ship off pieces. And speaking of the pieces, the late game, the return of the front runner for MVP this season, Kevin Durant. KD is back with Sage Kyrie. And the Brooklyn Nets are the favorite in the East. Next is the Milwaukee Bucks because of what Kevin Durant can bring to a team and what he can do. Yes, he is a scorer. He also plays defense. And if he is as 
they say he is back to his form. It's going to be a tough task in that division that was once the Toronto Raptors division where they claim to fame and put on a show. It just might be a year where we see them play as if they really want to do something but don't have the bodies in order to do what they need to do. And the Golden State Warriors are facing those Brooklyn Nets. And without Clay, as I say, there is no way my man rest up the easy comeback from that injury. And let's put on a show in a clinic when you do return. Wiseman as a rookie is a great acquisition for the Golden State Warriors. Oubre, also they picked up as well, too, if healthy top 10 in both defensive and offensive caliber player. He's able to defend and he's able to stretch the floor, hit the trees, drive to the hoop, do stuff that Clay could do, but I ain't saying he's Clay. I'm just saying he could do stuff Clay could do. Uh, so that team has gotten better, but I feel like there's going to be some growing pains with that. Without Clay Thompson in that roster, it's going to be a difficult task once again for the Golden State Warriors, hopefully they can stay healthy throughout this, make a push for those playoffs. And with Steph, Draymond, if Wiggins plays to his potential, that uh, people have been waiting on since he got drafted by the Cleveland Cavaliers and then traded to Minnesota for Kevin Love. Yes, that trade, the inability for him to live up to the hype in Minnesota was not based on him due to what Jimmy Butler exposed. And the firing of Thibodeau, who's now in New York. Don't get me started on that. But the Golden State Warriors have a task at hand to see how the Brooklyn Nets face off because they were waiting for pieces, waiting for people to come back. And I feel as if with KD and Kyrie, hello, Brooklyn! It's going to be a tough, tough task for people in the Eastern Conference to actually defeat that team now that they have two dudes that can put up big time numbers at any given time. I know Kyrie has been off the rocker saying the comments about LeBron and how, you know, he was on that podcast with KD, looked down, and he said that for the once I finally... You know, the quote about the dude that can do what I can do, despite the fact he played with LeBron. But what else is the man supposed to say? Is he not supposed to hype out the guy he's playing with? Any other person in the locker room, if you look at, that you play with, and you're, any other players think the guy across the court, the other locker room, is better than the players that are in your locker room, you have already lost before stepping on the court. So what he said was what he should have said. And what LeBron responded to it, he's hurt. But what can you do? LeBron is LeBron. He's always going to be the guy that people are trying to strive to dethrone or become. And that is the way the narrative has always been in the NBA since his arrival and since the departure of all those veterans that were there before him and since he's taken the league over for himself. So you have KD back. You have him against... Golden State Warriors, I would have preferred to see Minnesota 
versus Golden State due to the fact you got one and two battling. And, you know, we see the rookies perform and see what who could be the rookie of the year. But I understand what the NBA is trying to give us a feed of. KD's last game we saw in the Toronto series in that final uh, where he came back and was electrifying, missed nothing, and looked as if a healthy dude in on that team would have just shredded us for the rest of that series, and I mean us, the Toronto Raptors. But um, we all saw the Achilles, and now people are saying he's back to his MVP form, so I'm just waiting to see on that. And I'm just believing in the fact that he is still got more to prove to people. Him and Kyrie do. The aspect of the disrespect, I think they feel as if they are not factors for the winning of those championships that happened. Hence, the one and two in Golden State that KD was the MVP for in those finals against Cleveland. And Cleveland series where they came back 3-1 and beat the Golden State Warriors, Kyrie and LeBron, both hellacious series on those final runs. 41 points, just it, it kind of felt like they were trying to outdo themselves and forgot they were playing against that team. But this season is a, a sagacious season for Kyrie due to the fact that all these other demons that have been cast upon him and been talked about on him and as well as KD, this is their opportunity to show that what they can do together can be replicated. They could be the next duo going forward if they both remain healthy and secure themselves as a team that listens to their head coach, Steve Nash. And I know Tyree says what he says, but on the court, I feel as if they will get their justification if they're able to lead that team to a championship. And they that narrative about previous, you know, teammates and the ability that they had and overlooking the abilities that they have will be put to rest in that whole aspect of life going forward. So Lakers versus the Trippers. And then you got Golden State Warriors versus the... Brooklyn Nets, which should be very, very interesting on that end. And now, MVP talks. I said KD would probably be at the forefront. That's who I feel as if should be in the MVP talks going forward on my book. I know a lot of people are asking about Luka or stating Luka may be MVP this year, but that means the Dallas Mavericks have to have a sensational season and finish within the top three of the overall records. And I'm saying top two in the East in order to make a statement as to how great Luca can become. Trust me, Luca the Don Chich is my, is my dude. I would, if I was starting a team, it'd be a tough choice. Uh, the younger generation, but he is a facilitator and a scorer and has the ability to do so. But, I would say KD, and my second choice would be, depending on if LeBron really takes his coast at the beginning of the year, just because of the you know shortened season off for the last season, 
I could see him, but uh, Davis, I could see also stepping up as well to the ability for him to uh, cement himself as a Laker going forward and with that team. Uh, those would be my top two. Luca probably be on the third spot. Now, rookie of the year, LaMelo Ball has probably the best opportunity to become the rookie of the year due to the fact that he will have the ball, be able to control the pace. He will be running the show out in Charlotte. So that, I see him. But I'm really looking for Toppin in a Knicks jersey to really put some type of, I guess, excitement back for the New York fans because, yo, y'all just need something. Something out there to cheer for, respectively, I guess, to the point. But, you know, with R.J. Barrett out there, he has a guy who can run to the rim and finish there. And James Wiseman as well, too. I feel like he's got a chip on his shoulder due to that booster slash coaching NCAA story with Penny Hardaway, which I still can't wrap my head around. Those would be my top three for the rookie class. Uh, I'm not sleeping on Anthony Edwards. As well, I feel as if he could be in a defensive conversation for Defensive Player of the Year as a rookie, if he could do what he was showing he could do against elite players thus far in the NBA as a rookie. So you never know a rookie being on the defensive team, shocking. But, hey, anything is possible, as KD would be shouting as he won and with those Celtics. And the title itself, well, you got to go with who's at the top of the food chain because they won and nothing has really, you know, changed for the worse. It's gotten better. And the teams that were, you know, there competing, Milwaukee, again, I think that Eastern Conference, that whole pickup with Drew Holiday and getting that guard to play with Giannis, I think that was a, a great pick, great move. I think the two of them are going to really gel together. Uh, you have Middleton as well, too. Alleviate himself from that. Find a lot more easy looks, a lot more easy looks going down for him as well, too. Clippers, I want to say, LA, Kawhi is the dude. You know, been a huge fan since he was in uh, San Antonio, just the fact that he plays on both sides of the ball. He can play defense and offense as well, too. But I just need them to do something more productive with what they have. They need a point guard there. Uh, Miami Heat, you know, I can't sleep on those guys either. In the in that time, in the bubble, the defensive apparatus they put on, Milwaukee and everybody else in that Eastern Conference, really sp speaks volumes to uh, – what they can do in a playoff setting. And, um, yeah. And speaking on the last piece of news, you know, it's just funny to me how James Harden has shook Houston's core and it is hilarious as the small ball Houston Rockets are no longer existing due to the fact that D'Antoni has now seated himself as an assistant beside his former teammate, Steve Nash. But you had... You had Harden go play a run with John Wall, and he enjoyed and was happy 
at the fact that John Wall was, you know, ready to go. And he talked to the Houston Rockets front office and said, hey, you know what? I think this guy should come here. I want him to play for me. So they trade away Westbrook. And, you know, MVP, he's gone from OKC, got to Houston. Things didn't work out due to the fact that, well, you know what? Their offense was horrible. They had no center, and they got exposed at every avenue whenever they played throughout the course of the playoffs. You cannot win playing small ball if nobody is there to rebound the basketball for you collectively. All right? So that is the whole that. So he he gets Wall in. Uh, Westbrook goes out to Washington, which is probably going to be a great fit for him and uh, Bradley Beal in that aspect and the young core guys that they have developing in in Washington. They could be a, a bottom feeder team. Pause, no WAP track on that. I ain't talking about the WAP. I'm talking about just the bottom feeding team that is trying to make his way into the playoff push. They could actually solidify themselves in the East if they can get things together. And then Harden is now demanding or asking to be traded. It's kind of like the man who's about to get married goes out to the bachelor party, falls in love with the stripper, John Wall, for example, you'd be the stripper. He gets that stripper back, everything's good, then he realizes, God damn, you know what? I don't even want my wife, which was Westbrook, that was the occasion, because he brought Westbrook in to pair him with that. Wall was the stripper that he had a little run with, kind of enjoyed himself, was like, yeah, yeah, let's bring this person back. That person was good, but then he's still trying to talk to his high school sweetheart, saying, hey, uh, I know you're out in uh, Daryl Moore's out in Philly right now. Can you, uh, you know, get a trade together that could send, um, you know, me out there to play with, you know, uh, Joel Embiid, a big man, even though I got rid of Clint Capella. And he wanted to go to the Brooklyn Nets, but you know, Brooklyn has to give up X, Y, and Z, and sometimes Y to get everything that is needed to be for them to actually be happy. So, you know. Potential trades for this guy is uh, 76ers Ben Simmons, Terrence Ferguson, a 2021 first-round pick, and a 2023 first-round pick. That's for the Sixers. Another, the Nets, James Harden goes to the Nets. Karis LeVerse, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Turin Prince, uh, 21 first-rounder, a 23 first-rounder, and a 25 first-round pick. But Brooklyn, I think, I hope they've learned their lesson from that Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett trade that they did that gutted them and made them non-existent for quite a while after that didn't uh, work out. The Knicks, James Harden goes there. Rockets get R.J. Barrett, Randall, a 21 first-round pick, a 23 first-round pick, a 25 first-round pick, and two second-round picks. That trade to me would be something that the Knicks could actually dwell on and think about. The Nuggets trade, James Harden goes there. Gary Harris, Will Burton, Michael Porter Jr., a 2021 first-round pick, and a 2025 first-round pick would go there as well, too. The Warriors, if they wanted him, would have to give up Wiggins, James Wiseman, a 21 first-round pick, a 23 first-round pick, and a 25 first-round pick. A lot of future assets are dwelled on a guy who cannot – learn how to share the basketball and work within the offense. And that's fine if that's what you're looking for. As Chuck would say, dribble, 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 dribble. That's what he needs to get out of his system. So the Warriors might be able to sell him on the fact that, hey, you've got to share like everybody else. And maybe the Nuggets 
can do it as well too. The Knicks, you know, they are up and coming, but the coach at New York, Thibodeau, I just don't know how that would work with the two of them there. So there is a lot of questions on the unmarried man who looks to be back in game shape and looks to be happy in Houston for now, but still wanting to get out of that is what will transpire. And if he, if he were to happen to go and get traded, I would not be shocked because, well, that's what it is. You know, that is the last of what I'm going to vent out of these lungs of mine. The Harden is trade speculation is killing me softly with this song. But as I said, we have Kyrie, KD, the Brooklyn Nets versus Steph, Draymond, minus Clay, Oubre's there, and uh, Wiggins as well, too, the late game. And then you got the Lakers and the Clippers. And really, Lakers get their rings that day, and we all know what happens on ring night. Ring night is like wing night. You just eat whatever the hell you can and hope that someone can push you into your car and into your bed because the night's done and over because you're full and that itis has been kicking in and you just alleviate to see another banner being up there knowing that, you know, as Shaq told LeBron, you ain't ish until you put a banner up in the stands. You ain't a Laker until you do. And I guess see a Laker now and Laker Nation, you know, they respect the winning aspect of players, regardless of how much they hated them previously. Because once you don that jersey, you are part of that culture. But I would like to say season three is going to be nice. It's going to be all over the place. I'll be previewing some teams, talking about some upcoming stars that I see in my aspect and teams that can make runs, as well as I'll be covering the Raptors because locally, you got to stay on top of your local team to make sure they're actually being productive. Losing Gasol and losing Mbaka was a loss. They got Len from Atlanta. I'm hoping their front court. Shea looks like he's playing well preseason. I don't really count as a season. Uh, but the more minutes means the more mistakes, the more exposure to the defensive inabilities and so on and so forth. So we'll see how well that meshes together. Let's see how Kyle and the rest of those guys, Siakam, and Van Vliet could uh, solidify their defensive uh, points and make sure they just stick to what got them to where they were. And uh, Norm Powell, maybe he has an upcoming uh, season that we'll be talking about as well, too. But season three, tis the season. Lost in translation. This is the podcast, K-Days. Y'all know me on Twitch. And uh, thank you for taking part in this first episode and i will see you on the next one where the raptors will be discussed for sure is all i gotta say so peace love christmas is upon us hopefully you bought what you needed to buy shop and mask up our whole provinces in a pandemic after Boxing Day, which to me makes no sense at all. But hey, if I was a politician, I'd have to have to make no sense because that's the only way that I would get elected. So with that said, peace. Enjoy. Mask up. Be safe. Vaccine is here, but doesn't mean that you've got it yet. Tell somebody you really appreciate them like I do. And I'll see you on the next side of things. 
Lost in Translation, the podcast, season three. We bout it now. We bout, bout, bout it. Let's go. Let's go. Check it out. Y'all turn the motherfuckers ready. <laughs> 